Hey there, friend. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share something really special with you. If you are tired of feeling stuck in the wine trap and ready to reclaim your freedom, I've got just the thing. This is my free seven easiest quit tips guide. And inside, you're going to find simple, actionable tips to kickstart your journey to sobriety and discover the joy of living alcohol-free. It really is joyous. So if you're curious about how easy it can be to break free from the cycle of drinking, just head over to vibewithstephanie.com slash guide to grab your copy today. You're not alone on this journey. It's a lot easier than you think, especially with this seven easy quit tips guide. Go grab it now and then get comfy and settled in for our coming up episode. Welcome to your new favorite podcast, Glow Big with Stephanie. I'm your host, Stephanie, and this podcast is for all women. We want to inspire and empower you. We're going to bring you style, humor, entertainment, good intentions, big ideas, hope, and a little bit of sobriety in each and every episode. You can get all that and more at vibewithstephanie.com. But right now, grab yourself a sparkly water, put it in a pretty glass or a coffee and get comfy and enjoy the show. Want to make your own podcast? Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super easy podcast and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. No matter what your setup is like, you can totally start creating today. Then they distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads, podcast subscriptions, and it's free. No catch at all. One of my favorite things is it offers video podcasts, which no other platform does at the moment. So I recommend you give it a try. Download Spotify for Podcasters app or just go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. I am so grateful to be here with you today. I am happy to have my voice back, happy to be home. Everybody's in good health at this moment, so I'm just really honored to be here. I wanted to share a little bit about what you can expect when you go to quit drinking, because I know that's in the back of your mind if you've been considering it. I just want you to be armed with what actually happens. And this is in my experience only, and everybody's going to be different. And this is going to be from the viewpoint of someone who chose to quit. It's going to feel and hit a little bit differently if you have to quit, if someone has made you quit or you have had to quit for a certain reason that's beyond your actual decision making. If you choose to quit, this is probably the path that's going to be similar for you. If you are anything like me, you might have grown up watching the people in your family drink to celebrate. That's a very common thing in American households for people to celebrate by drinking. It may have been somebody drinking all the time. Maybe it wasn't just to celebrate. I grew up watching the women in my family drink. They made it look glamorous. There was legit sequins and bubbly and gorgeous stemware and cocktail parties, and it was glamorous. But nobody except myself and the people close to my family saw what was happening behind the scenes, and it wasn't pretty and it wasn't glamorous. I still thought it'd be all right to drink. I could get away with it. Uh, I maybe had more control than these women or I was just from a different age and it just wouldn't get me like it did them. And I know most of us, the first time we ever take a drink, it's gross. We're like, oh, that's it. Like that's, 
that's not what I thought it was going to be. And then when we got older, maybe we drank too much. Maybe we threw up. Maybe we got in trouble. We kept drinking anyway. We kept partying anyway. We went into college years and professional life where it was just the norm. And then mom life where for me, it was like, oh, everybody's drinking here. That's amazing. I can hide what's really going on because everybody else is doing it too. That was a big sigh of relief for me. But bad things were happening. Not every time I drank, but if something bad happened, it was because I was drinking. Bad things were being sprinkled in all the time. And it was always because of my drinking. I've had people tell me, you know, you really need to quit drinking. You need to take a look at your drinking. Or you really did something crazy last night. Or you said something crazy that I know you wouldn't have said if you, if you weren't drinking. But for me, I wouldn't hear of it. I issued a ton of apologies. And then I tried to moderate. Or I would be good for a few days. And then I would do it again. And like I said, it wasn't every single time I drank, but most times when something bad happened, it was because I was drinking. One of the big signs you can look out for if you're wondering if you're on that line is the moderation. Have you tried to negotiate with yourself and said, I'm only going to drink white wine instead of red wine because red wine gets me in trouble or I'm going to stop drinking tequila. I actually started drinking tequila. I was like, you know what? There's a lot of sugar in that red wine. Let me drink tequila. And if I sip on it, then it won't. I mean, you know, when you start negotiating and trying to moderate and it's not working, that's when you know you really need to take a deeper look at, at your drinking. It's actually easier to quit drinking than it is to keep running yourself through that ringer and disappointing yourself and beating yourself up and causing yourself low self-esteem and self-loathing because we all want to be winners. We all want to be able to succeed at things. But when you put a rule on yourself and you fail, you feel like a failure. And when we are at a point where we can no longer moderate, it feels really, really icky and you keep on slamming your head against that wall and it never works. So you just need to quit. And I'm sorry, you're going to go through a little mourning process for sure. But yeah, you may just want to take a look at quitting because it's a lot easier than what you've been doing so far. So again, my experience, I got sober alone. I didn't go to AA. I didn't have a sober buddy. I didn't, I just, I did what I know to do, what I normally do, which is do it by myself. So I put my head down and just, here's what I did. So day one to three, you are excited. You're accepting a new challenge. You feel like you're on top of the world. You totally got this. You're like, yeah, I can do this. You're excited. Everything's fine. Day three, it's starting to get real. You're ready for your glass of wine. It's now five o'clock. Where's the wine? And you're like, oh no, I said I was going to quit. This is the real deal. So between day three and five was hard for me because I've never made it past day three. Never made it past day five. Never. I was like, I'll just have one glass of wine. It'll be fine because I had to keep drinking to get rid of that feeling, the anxiety, the whatever, the hangover usually. So I never, ever have made it past three to five days. So for me, that was a really, really sticky part. And there was a lot of stress. There was a lot of walking. I was manic. I was manic. <laughs> I mean, I ran out of my house more than once in a day to go for a walk. 
And I knew better, and I'm not sure how, but I knew that if I grabbed my car keys, I was going to go straight to the liquor store or straight to the gas station and get something to drink. And at that point, from those three to five days, I didn't care what it was. I knew that if I went to the store, I would grab whatever. And that, that was scary. There was a lot of new and weird thoughts that came up that never showed up before. And that still happens being sober this long. Things are starting to come up and I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with that. But here we are. So there's a reason we were drinking. I mean, it's to cover up feelings and to, to kind of tampen everything down. So things are going to start coming up that maybe you would prefer that they didn't, but it's probably past time to start working through them. And I'm speaking to myself there too. So day three to five, it was starting to get real, real stress, walking, sweating, weird, manic feelings. Day five to 15, this was a, a very crazy time as well. There was weird thoughts happening. I was at the grocery store with my little boy and we were walking by the wine aisle because you can't help but do that. And there was an end cap there with boxes and boxes of white wine. I think it was barefoot. Pinot Grigio. I'm a red wine drinker. White wine really could take it or leave it. But I find myself even now when I think about drinking again, it's white wine, which is super weird. I've tried to look that up. Why, why the switch in my brain? But I think it's my brain trying to negotiate. I think if you just do the white, you'll be fine. That's a lie. Not going to listen. But anyway, the thought was they were all these white wine bottles with twist offs. I envisioned myself outer body flipping the top off of that twist off and guzzling the white wine. And right there in the middle of the aisle, it was a big out of body experience. And I think that is addiction withdrawals. That is crazy thoughts. And that kind of thing happened a lot during the first five to 15 days. I also was having major sugar cravings, which I went to a play date in a picnic and I brought all these apple cider donuts. Must have been in the fall. Well, yes, I quit drinking in September. Nobody was really eating them. I couldn't figure out why because yum. And I never was a big sugar person. And I guess that's because I was always getting my sugar from the wine. But when I got home with the leftover donuts, I outer body found myself standing over this container of apple cider donuts, shoving them in my face. And I went straight to Google and was like, why? Am I doing that? Is this a part of getting sober? And it sure is. So once you quit drinking, stop just dousing ourselves in sugar and our brain and our bodies are used to getting it. So you're going to start having sugar cravings. So my tip for that is just grab yourself some sugar-free chocolate. And I still, to this day, will pour a little handful of sugar-free chocolate chips and eat those. And it just helps the craving. But yeah, you're going to get sugar cravings and weird thoughts because that's your body is going through something. It's used to getting this alcohol, dopamine, and it's not getting it now. So it's going to do all kinds of weird stuff, but you'll make it through. Now that you are armed with the knowledge, you're going to totally be able to breeze through it. Like I said, I did this alone, so I had no idea what was normal, but I've had time to reflect and look back and I'm sharing with you what happened. So day 15 to 30, this is when it's, it's pretty monumental. Actually, you are now doing the work, your head's down. You are serious about it. You're filling yourself with knowledge. You've started to find sober accounts on Instagram or TikTok, and you're reading self-help books and listening to audible quit literature, which is so helpful. Maybe you're journaling and you start telling people that, no, I've been sober for two weeks. I stopped drinking 10 days ago, 14 days ago. And you start to feel proud. And then around day 30, here comes this really pivotal point. 
you're thinking, I've made it to 30 days. Maybe I can drink now. Maybe I can drink like everybody else and be normal now. And I think that's what happens after people stop drinking during 75 hard or the dry January that people do, which by the way, I could never have done a dry January. Never. Because I couldn't make it past the first three days. I could never do 75 hard because I just couldn't make it past the three to five days. You, it does take a decision and will. You know, you have to start off with the want to quit in order to stay quit, I believe, and be really real with yourself. Because if you're still in denial and you're still thinking you can drink sometimes, it's going to be hard to make it through that really rocky five to 15 days. So you've got to have a want and a will. And then at 30 days, you're like, okay, what am I doing now? And for me, I had already noticed a life change. My waist had slimmed way down my skin wasn't gray anymore. I noticed in a picture when I was holding my phone up that my hands weren't fat anymore and swollen and bloated. I can't say that my personality was better for my little boy yet because I was still, I feel like I was still angry. You're going to have a lot of anger in that first little bit of time too. But we were rollerblading together. We were walking together, riding bikes together. So he was getting back mommy time for sure. So you're going to, around the 30-day mark, start negotiating and evaluating whether you want to go forward. And I also noticed, because I was posting a lot about getting sober and what it was feeling like, and women were saying how much it was helping them and inspiring them. So I really felt like if I just gave up, then... I would stop helping people and I would disappoint people. But also, I know now especially that if you go back, you're probably going to go back harder than you were even drinking before. We went to sushi last night and usually we would get a sake, I would get some wine, white, red, whatever, drink. Like when we go out, we would drink. And there a lady next to me had a white a glass of white wine and I said out loud to Will, I was like if I had a glass of white wine right now, I would freaking drink it so fast. It would make your head spin. And so I just know that I can't go back. We can't go back. If you've made it this far and if you've nodded your head and this resonates and you agree with these things and you stop for 30 and you go back, you're probably going to disappoint yourself. Just know how much easier it is just to abstain altogether. It's, it's a game changer. So I hope this helped. I will be by your side. You are never going to have to be alone when you're getting sober because I'll be right here for you. I've got free tips and support if you click the link here in this podcast. You can go and get all that. I also have a 30-day glow-up program where I'm by your side literally every day through video. I do lessons, what to expect, cravings, health, trauma, therapy. We do breathing techniques, yoga techniques, daily affirmations and journals that you can print, ways to improve your self-care. It is awesome. It's $97 right now at the time of this podcast being released, but I think we're going to up it soon because there's bonuses and all kinds of amazing extras going in. So if you're listening to this now, I would grab that. It's a lot of fun. You'll have it forever. It's a go at your own pace kind of program. And I think you'll just love it. I loved it. I love making it. It'll be a lot easier having a sober bestie by your side. So that's that. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know how you're feeling about these podcasts. And I can't wait to chat with you soon. Thanks for joining Glow Big today. I hope you're leaving feeling empowered and ready to take on the world. Listen, if you're feeling burnt out and a little bit depleted, you should check out my Sober Up to Glow Up course. This is a 30-day value-packed self 
paced video course where you can log in and get yourself some self-care every day. There's yoga, there's breathing techniques, there is mocktail recipes and journals and affirmations, and of course, lessons on sobriety and what it's doing to your body and what to do uh, to combat triggers and cravings. And it is just a lot of fun. It's going to benefit anybody, whether you're a big drinker or not. So go to vibewithstephanie.com slash sober up to glow up course and grab it now while it's in its beta pricing because the price is going to go up almost double really, really soon. Did you know there is one missing piece to you finally getting sober once and for all? That missing piece is mindset. That's the thing that's going to help you transform your life from the inside out. I am so thrilled to invite you to my free mindset masterclass where we dive into proven strategies to shift that mindset and really create a life filled with purpose, abundance, and joy. If you're tired of feeling stuck in those limiting beliefs and ready for a mindset of growth and possibility, then this masterclass is for you. If you're ready to rewrite your story and step into the best version of yourself, this masterclass is for you. Join me at vibewithstephanie.com slash masterclass. Your mindset is the key to unlocking the life of your dreams. I can't wait to see you inside. Just go to vibewithstephanie.com slash masterclass.